Today on episode number 70 of the Marketing Musician Podcast, we're talking with Tommy Parker and asking the question, are you an indecisive musicpreneur? It might seem like a lot to make it happen today, but give it all you got and you just might find your way. Just make the music and you can choose to tell the world just who you are. You're listening to the Marketing Musician Podcast at marketingmusician.com. All right, hello, you marketing maniacs. It is I, your smiling host, Jam and Dave Jackson, author of the book, Get Your Band out of the basement that is out there at Amazon. I'm also the uh, what would you call it the uh, the man behind the Build Your Bands website course that is also available out there at our website, which is marketingmusician.com. And uh, if you are looking to build your own band's website, what I do, people would say, well, what what are you selling there? I'm selling a lack of headaches. I'm selling an increase in time. Are you too busy to build your band's website? Well, just go through the step-by-step tutorials. Check it out at marketingmusician.com. Today, we have a conversation with the one and only Tommy Darker, who uh, wants you to think beyond the band out at his website, tommydarker.com. Today, we're talking about the book, Indecisive Musicpreneur. And without further ado, Here's my conversation with Tommy. Well, joining me via Skype, he is uh, the author of a really cool book. It's called The Indecisive Musicpreneur. And I had to, to practice saying musicpreneur. And uh, it's Tommy Darker. Oh, well, that's, the point. that's the point to make people confused about how to pronounce it. <laughs> and uh, it's Tommy Darker. Tommy, thanks for coming on the show. Hello, thanks for having me. That's really great. I've seen you, I've, I've, I've listened to your job, everything you do. It's really brilliant, David. Thanks thank, a lot for having me. Thank you so much. Yeah, we can find you over at TommyDarker.com. And uh, yeah, and you can actually get the book that we're talking about. If you go to uh, TommyDarker.com forward slash indecisive, right? Yeah, I should have picked like a, a easier URL. Yeah. I think people might misspell it. I don't know. <laughs> so um, one of the things you say in the book, is you say that today's music industry, the, the landscape needs more experiments. What do you mean by that? Uh, definitely. I mean, this is all my thesis. Everything I'm talking about is about experiments. Mm-hmm. Essentially, if you go to my website, you will see that I describe myself as a thinker. Mm-hmm. I'm not a guru. I'm not a philosopher. I'm not whatever people say or marketer. Or, I'm, I'm a musician and I'm a thinker. So everything that I write about is things that I'm trying or things that I'm thinking that I should try. And then I give them a try and I see how it goes and I create case studies. So I've seen that I've, I've found so many new cool things about how music is marketed, what the psychology behind music is, why people listen to music, what it means for them, what you can market, the ways you know you can market it and how you can make money out of it. Um, and I realized that most people in the music industry, they just keep repeating everything they've heard from somebody else. And this is a little bit disappointing because... As an industry, we've seen that so many things, cool, so many cool things happen. Like you know, torrents—they've innovated so much. You know, that with with all the bundles, everything they give away, um, the, the movies—they found ways. You know, and Netflix is growing, is becoming. You know, it's probably the biggest number one so, um, application for renting a movie. 
you know, things that haven't come to the music industry. The music industry is still in the same position where it was before. I was reading a book about the music industry, how it evolved. The book stops at 2008. Nothing has changed really much in the music industry. And I was very disappointed when I started writing my own music back in 2008. So, yeah, the whole thing made me think that, well, if we need something right now, we don't need gurus. We don't need people to tell us facts, what it is. Because I'm pretty much convinced that nobody in the music industry knows where things are going. And everybody, in a silly way, you know, an underground way, we're experimenting. So we need more experimenters, more scientists of data or whatever this might be. But no people, no gurus. We don't need gurus. Yeah, because uh, it, it is a matter of, of throwing it on the wall and, and seeing what sticks because, uh, what is it, Edison that did like 9,000 tries of the light bulb before he got it to work – you know, I think it was 900 or something. 900, okay. It was a lot. I know what it was. Yeah. And, you know, sure, you might try something and it may not work, but on the other hand, you've then also learned something that, uh, okay, there's something I don't have to repeat anymore. And uh, you, you, know, you know what? I think that a failure gives you more information than a success. Because if you have a system that works, just like all the labels did the past years, and it worked brilliantly, I cannot say anything. It was very profitable. But then you rely, you create an echo chamber for yourself and you say that this is it. It works. I'm going to go for it till it dies. And then when it's for it, is it, when's the time to die, then you actually realize that you have no plan B and you, you're not um, flexible enough to experiment. So a no gives you more information than a yes. Yeah. And you've got to be able to, to move with the times. I always think about uh, uh, one of the classic movies that my mom used to watch was Gone with the Wind. And, you know, she took me when I was a young child to go see that movie in the theater. And then later we bought it on VHS and then later we bought it on DVD. And I'm sure it's available now on Blu-ray. And, you know, you've got to be able to take your art and kind of roll with the times and, and still be able to connect with people. It's the same message. It's the same music. You just got to find a new way to connect. Well, this is what Marshall McLuhan would say, that the medium is the message. The message is relevant today if it's harmonized with the current uh, dominating media. If you don't go with it, and if you think, um, if you think in terms of the previous era, if you think in terms of radio or in terms of television, you know things that are changing really fast. Then probably you're not going to think the right way because we we need to think internet today, and everything is not a web radio, is not a web TV. It, it's a different, whole different thing. Everything's interactive, so we cannot call it radio or TV. I think this is the problem. We're stuck. It, what, what Marshall McLuhan call, calls it, he calls it the, the rear, view, rear view mirror effect. He says that everything, every, every new era that comes, we describe it with words from the previous era, and words describe our way of thinking, which means we're stuck to the previous era. Hmm. Well, the, the book is called The Indecisive Musicpreneur, and uh, what do you think makes people indecisive? What makes people indecisive? So, first of all, it's in the book. <laughs> but second of all, I think the number one thing today, I mean, there are so many reasons somebody can be indecisive. I think the, the, the two major reasons today, number one is too, too much choice. I know that Americans, they love having choice and choice equals freedom, while Asian people, um, I mean, Oriental people towards China, Taiwan, Japan, Option doesn't mean um, independence, so it's a different perception. But let's talk about the Western world. Um, p- people like having too many choices. However, these too many choices cause clutter, and when you don't know which one to choose, you go for the default, which is inaction. Mm. So this is a big 
reason, like today, everybody wants our attention. We see we're bombarded, you know, from our Facebook feed, and then the phone will ring, and then something else will come up on the, the Skype, and then uh, you're going to turn on the television, and then a friend, like, comes and says hi, and then, I don't know, your cats, you know, like, you take a video of your cat, and they put it on Facebook. I mean, all these things are distractions. So too much clutter, number one. And number two, I think, is people don't know how to prioritize what they need from their life and what they don't. So this makes them make wrong decisions or no decisions at all. Yeah, you end up with, uh, I don't know who coined the phrase, but I've heard uh, paralysis by analysis. You, yeah, you're just cool. trying to, uh, you can't decide. And, and it's like you said, and the default then is to not decide, which in itself is a decision. So, yeah. So, yeah, yeah it, it is the default thing, which is not make any decision, which is a decision. Yeah, which then leaves you right where you are and you don't go anywhere. So how do you prioritize? I mean, there's, there's so much stuff. There's, you know, do I write a new song? Do I get on Facebook? How do I make money? How do you, how do you end up picking your number one priority? Right. I mean, for me, this thing, it comes quite automatically in an automatic fashion. I don't really think about what is going first. You know, the priorities in a way they got in order just because I know what I'm aiming to do. I know the goals. So everything starts there pretty much. Um, you need to know what you're, what you're going for. At, at, at any time of our lives, you know, we have different goals. This is why we have different priorities. So some people might be concerned, when you grow older, you might be concerned about your health first. So you're not going to go out and drink that much or smoke that much because you're interested in your health. But while when you're younger, probably you don't care that much because you know it's not your priority. Probably you're healthy you know, with your body and everything. So, so essentially the book, it's talking about artists. It's written from an artist's perspective, but it's it's mainly it's for everyone. You know, it can be for humans. It's the art of living. Um, so back to priorities. I think it's about understanding what you want to do. What is your goal? If you had to do one thing, one single thing, and take everything out and keep it for one week later, what would it be? Right now, I, I don't buy the thing that oh, there's like 15 things that I need to do. I think probably you put them all in the same bucket and probably that's wrong because you start diverting your focus and you don't do one thing that really well. And, and it's like the attention, you know, we, we can pay attention to one thing and then once, once there is too many things, then we start scattering this attention and we actually don't drain any information from these things. This is how um, an illusionist is going to fool you mm-hmm. because they divert your attention. So the same thing with the priorities. If you have too many goals, then probably you're going to have too many priorities. You need to focus on one goal at a time. And then, obviously, our brain capacity is bigger, so in the background you can work on other things, but not 100%. It's about focusing on one single thing. So this is, I think this is, like, if you practice it, if in action, things work this way. So in theory, yes, yeah, this it is. But just go and, and focus on one thing, and you, you'll find it very easy to prioritize what you do. Yeah, I've heard uh, focus described as follow one course, until success. And that's uh, really what you're talking about here is you have to figure out, okay, what it's like you, I know in the book you mentioned about if the house was on fire, you know, what would you have to run in and grab? That's an easy way to figure out what your priority is. Okay. What, what is it you are trying to do? And, uh, and then ask yourself, are the strategies I'm doing right now, are they helping me achieve that goal? And if they're not, then you're probably distracted. And uh, yeah, and probably you have too much time, too many resources, too much money. You know, I think the lack of resources is accelerating the decision-making procedure. Because if 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 you if your house is on fire, 
you're not going to think about strategy before you go. You're just going to make instantly a decision of going and, and, and you, you're going to imagine, you're going to visualize the result, which is having your, your relative, your friend alive next to you. They're probably sobering in tears, but you know, it's going to be alive, you know, and you're going to hug them. So what you do is just, you just go running in the building. That's it. And then you're going to figure out the way to do it. You know, probably sometimes ignoring reason, you know, what is the logical next step. So the more resources we have, the more time we have, the more time we have to get ourselves distracted or rationalize things or, or make unnecessary decisions. So I think restricting yourself, especially as an artist, is a great way to become creative and, and do things, you know, that nobody has done before. I know you mentioned in the book, um, you have another fun term here. It's proactivity. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that? So, yeah, so being proactive. So for me, this is a rule of life. I don't expect things to happen. If you expect things to happen, then probably you're depending on external factors other than yourself. So you expect for the world to do something for you. You expect for a change to come. You expect for a cool thing to happen so you can follow up and respond. Mm. While an artist or an innovator or a change maker is a person that is proactive, that is going to do something before this thing happens. So it's about knowing or realizing what's missing or what you would like to do and taking action before somebody else does it and you go and respond. Right. So it's about this more or less, it's about taking more action without expecting for other people to do it for you. It's like they say, they say the change, sorry about interacting, it, it, they say uh, be the change you want to see in the world. You know? mm. It's a bit cliche, but yeah, this is what it is in a few words. Who do you think out there right now is is doing a good job of marketing their band? Or that when you see it, you're like, wow, that's that was a good campaign, or this is a good way to connect with their fans. What do you see out there that, that is maybe a little outside of the box that seems to be working? First of all, there is no box. I mean, when <laughs> I hear the phrase outside the box, that, that means that probably people think there is a box, and that's really sad. No, mm. There is no box. That's a great There's point. no restriction just in the mind, yeah. Um, but I've seen so many unknown bands uh, people that bands that people don't know about, you know, the, the, these people that try things and experiment, and they they say that okay, every week I'm going to do something new, I'm going to try this, and it works, and sometimes it doesn't, and that's information as we said before. Um, these these things, you know, don't end up in the press, and that's really sad. Um, so let's say I don't know if I mention your names or situations, probably you're not going to know them uh, because they've never been mentioned. But I've I've seen so many cases of people being proactive or trying things and, and and this is actually i'm surrounded by people like this you know um i've created this series of discussions called darker music talks and this is another way of putting in what darker music talks is, is connecting musicians or musicpreneurs that are proactive and they get stuff done before they before the trends you know arrive and before somebody else does it for them so so yeah the the answer is i cannot name bands or artists that and doing a great job, but there are so many of them. Just that probably they don't know each other, and we need to connect them. Right. And, uh, yeah, that's at uh, darkermusictalks.org. And uh, tell us a little more about that. Um, so, Darker Music Talks. So, as you can see, it's the name Darker, uh, my last name, and Music Talks. So, this thing is, is what this, the word describes it. Um, it I, I bring an expert. This expert can be an expert in, in psychology, in design, in the music industry, in how you release an album, uh, crowdfunding, whatever. Uh, and then I bring musicians, around 50, 60 musicians in the same room. 
and they have an informal discussion. So, um, and, and in this way, everybody, once a month for free, they learn about how to be a musicpreneur, how to organize your band as a business, what are the essential steps for, for, for your career, and how you can learn how this music ecosystem works. Because now musicians have the ability to understand that it's not just the release of an album, it's not just playing live. It's a whole ecosystem that they can use, just like the startup world has done. The IT, you know, the tech startups, they have now a full ecosystem. And this is what's happening now with music. And I'm trying to accelerate this by connecting musicians. They're creating this playground where I bring a person that knows more stuff and musicians that want to know stuff, and I connect this demand and supply. Crowdfunding local, local knowledge about um, the music industry. And this thing is a concept that it started in London a year ago, only a year ago, and it grew through word of mouth. Um, it, it keeps being for free, and it's all going to be for free. And now there is demand from other countries for it to happen. And, and now it's a global thing. It's happening in Ukraine, uh, in Greece, in Italy, and in Portugal. And now Barcelona in Spain follows, and probably some other countries, Latin America and uh, in the States, but I cannot mention it because it's not confirmed yet. And then uh, Southeast Asia. So it's a concept that is, going, is growing really fast. Musicians understanding how the, the music ecosystem works, through the knowledge of local uh, experts. And again, that's at darkermusictalks.org. Now, are the past like talks, are those there for those who, who weren't there? Or are they distributed? Yeah, sure. Okay. Sure, sure. There is an archive with all the videos. Uh, right now, we're translating with subtitles the, the videos of the other countries so we can have everything in English. But in London, all the, um, the links are there. If you go to darkermusictalks.org, you will see there is an archive of all the videos. And it's a, it's a, it's a huge amount of, of information if you want to go and do stuff. Um, and definitely, I mean, these things, they are there for everybody to, to enjoy. And this is the, the reason I'm doing this. So I can create a library of, of free knowledge for everybody. And then uh, how do you feel about, I mean, on one hand, social media, is, it seems to be a, you know, you have to have that skill. Are there any tools that you like more than the other or... Right, right. That, that's, that's a cool thing. Um, I'm, I'm an exception because I really like communication. Mm-hmm. I love talking with people. So whenever somebody says, hey, man, uh, I would like to talk about this. There's a cool uh, project. I'm like, okay, yeah, let's hear. So I like talking with people. I find it fascinating. Uh, so this is why I'm using social media uh, manually. So I don't automate anything and just use things. It's just whenever I feel like I just write something. And I use it all the time because this way I'm, I'm showing publicly what I'm doing. And this way I commit to myself first and then... It, things inspire people. They find it useful, so I keep writing them. So I start conversations. So I use social media. I use Facebook, Twitter, um, and then there is nothing else probably that I'm that I'm using that much. I mean, there are so many tools, but right. for me, just like doing things manually. Um, definitely, as a musician, I've heard many times that there is a problem of of time management. How do you manage to do all these things? For me, it comes naturally. So you know, as as I read an article, I'm going to write a little blurb. You know. Uh, but this doesn't take any of my time. But for some musicians that don't like doing this, I think what they should do is find um, some some websites like Hootsuite or or any other automations, you know, and post tweets in advance and then queue them. Um, what else? Uh, there is the IFTT, yeah, uh, or, or something like this. If this, then that. Yeah, I, if this, I just yeah, I just IFTT. discovered that tool, and it's uh. That's really great. That's it is, really great. It's amazing, yeah. It's really great. 
Um, so yeah, this is something that we use. There are so many other uh, software uh, like this, uh, but myself, I don't use them just simply because I just do things manually and I like having this personal interaction. Whenever somebody joins my list, I go and, and send them a personal email saying, thank you, what is your story? Tell me a little bit about you. And there are so many things happening around the world and people want to share them, so that's it. Um, so about tools, I might not be the right person, but tommydarker.com forward slash toolbox, I have some resources, some websites, some books, some, yeah, some blogs, things you can go in and probably you can find a lot of tools over there. Got it. And again, if you want to uh, check out the book, you can find it at uh, tommydarker.com forward slash indecisive. And uh, you've got the book. You've actually got a, a number of books here. There's the, uh, what's the one at the top here? Or am I just looking at, oh, you have a couple different packages. Yes, exactly. So, so talk about those. Yeah, so um, I, I realized that even in music and everything, um, now you don't have to pay one fixed price for everything like before. Before it was about market research. You're doing the market research, you try this price, so it works. And you try to raise the price, it works. Then you try to raise the price a little bit more, and you see that the sales drop. So labels found a really sweet price, $15 or $20, I don't remember what it was, for a, for a CD. So this was all part of market research, but it was not a flexible system. Now you don't have anybody telling you, oh, do this or that. And everybody knows that some fans that want to get everything for free, while some other people that want to pay like a few thousand bucks, they will do that. That you just don't know. So give them the opportunity to get any of, of the packages. Um, and the, the more you pay, the more the value, obviously. So it starts with uh, $4. I think it's in pounds, so I'm going to talk in pounds. Yeah. Two pounds for the digital book, which is a lot of knowledge. And yeah. probably you're going to become a better person if you read it. And it's just ridiculous. I just believe that knowledge in the future is going to be a lot of quality knowledge out there, and it's going to be for free. So I don't want to charge a lot for knowledge itself. But in my theory, according to what I've seen and what I've tested, uh, what, it, it's matter, what matters and what people are going to pay for is accountability, is uh, support, is mentorship, or consultancy. So they want to have somebody to be there for them while they're acting and correct them or tell them good job or uh, probably you should do that. So this is what they're going to pay for. And the second package is, is 20 pounds, and I put some worksheets so you can personalize this knowledge, and then we're going to have a Skype call or a webinar according to how many people buy it each time so I can answer the question and it can be interactive. And then the, um, the third package is 100 pounds, which is, I think, uh, $167. $7, yeah. Yeah, the thing is that this package is a handmade book, and it's just a limited amount of books, and I'm going to write something personal in there. It's going to be a notebook as well, um, eco-friendly. It's going to be hand-stitched and everything's going to be nice, you know, just for you, just for you and a few people in the world. That's why it's so expensive. And you're going to get some extra packages like some quotes or stories or uh, out of my life, you know, and how I make decisions. And also three interviews with three experts, one an entrepreneur, one in the music industry and one in audio branding. And these people are brilliant. They're my mentors. And the last one, there is even for 900 pounds which is $1,500. And in August, there's going to be 10 people from, from all over the world that will buy this and will gather in a farm in Greece. You're going to have unlimited food, unlimited uh, booze. You can have activities you know, with horses and horse riding and maybe milking a cow or cleaning the goats over there. And we're going to live in some, some train wagons and stuff like that. You know, it's going to be a traditional uh, Greek farm. And we will be there for 10 days and we will talk about music, you know, hang out and 
and relax and enjoy the good weather. So that's an experience which people will definitely pay for. Just like some musicians, they charge a lot for living room gigs, you know? Right. So that's it. I think this is where things are going anyways, bundling or bringing different price points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely seems to be with all the different crowdfunding and uh, now there's uh, Patreon and all these other different things like that that are, are coming into to play, it seems yep, like. Exactly. And that way, those people that can't afford to pay that will do that and those that can't, they're not left out. You've got uh, And everybody gets what they want, yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, I should ask you, what, do you, what technology are you using to sell your book on your website? So everything is, um, is I don't know, I, I, made, I made my website. You know, I can program, I can create and design websites. Um, so I put everything on my website. I'm using PayPal for the transactions and I'm using Gumroad, ah. uh, gumroad.com as a platform to sell everything. Um, I don't know if I'm going to experiment. You know, I'm pretty satisfied with this, so mm-hmm. I think I'm going to stick that for the next book as well, which is going to come probably out in, in, in three months. I decided to write like four month, four, four books per year. Um, but, um, but this one I'm using is pretty, pretty easy. You know, I'm using yeah. MailChimp for the emails. So I gave away this white paper. Uh, everybody can go and grab it. It's about decision making for artists. Um, so I gave it away through MailChimp and then I followed up with every, everybody. The launch, uh, was a few weeks ago. It went really well. And, um, I just used MailChimp, PayPal. Gumroad and my own website for selling the book. Pretty easy. And you can do the same thing with everything like music or videos or yeah. whatever it might be. I've used Gumroad for a couple of things. It's actually a really cool service. And I'm, uh, mm-hmm. I'm experimenting with one now called Cells. It's S E L Z dot com. And it's very oh. Gumroadish. It's, it's almost the exact <laughs> same service. Uh, they just make it a little easier, I think, to get onto Facebook and things like that. Uh, but it's, mm. uh, they're both very, very similar. So. Well, uh, Tommy, thank you so much for, for taking the time uh-huh. out of your day. And again, everybody go out to TommyDarker.com. And uh, the book you can find at TommyDarker.com forward slash indecisive. And uh, Tommy, thank you so much. Cheers, cheers. That was a pleasure and it was a really nice conversation. Thanks a lot for having me. Thank you. And once again, you can get that book at music. I'm sorry, at uh, TommyDarker.com forward slash indecisive. And I'll put a link to this out in the show notes. Go to MarketingMusician.com forward slash seven zero because this is episode 70. He's got a really cool toolbox as well, and I'll put links to all that out there at our website, marketingmusician.com. And as always, I want to remind you that uh, for those who have money, well, there is therapy, and for the rest of us, there is music. Hallelujah. Stay cool, everybody. I'll see you again in two weeks with another episode of the Marketing Musician Podcast. Podcast.